Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back once again, Bread and Circuses Podcast. I am Rooster, here with Crow. Hello. How you doing, Crow? Oh, you know, same old, same old. For the doubters and haters <laughs> who thought we'd never be back, we're back. Yeah. So we've suck had about it. A, we've had about a month <laughs> off. Yeah. Suck it, haters. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And, uh, uh, so and- yeah, we've been uh, kind of busy. I took a trip to Europe. I was gone for 10 days. Right. And I was um, raided by the FBI. Uh, in a Hardee's uh, parking lot? <laughs> well, I mean, so, we are. I am a Trump supporter, so I'm just waiting to be, you know, it'll trickle down to us. You know, what is it, 40 you, or 50? Have you, been, of, have you been texting with the Donald? <laughs> well, I mean, who knows? I've, 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 I've had interactions with, uh, with uh, um, seven degrees of separation, I'm sure. <laughs> For the record, I have not been texting the Donald, so I do not expect the FBI to come after me yeah, but for that. How, how do you know? Like, like there might be a person that you texted that has known a person that texted Trump. Uh, there are some things I just know. Okay. You know, this is why I use burner phones. I uh, I buy a new one with cash every morning. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's why I have uh, forty-seven uh, Twitter bot accounts. You know. <laughs> Yeah. So it's it's because of me that Elon Musk's deal is going to fall through. I was so. just going to say, is what's the latest on that? Is he uh, is well, we, he buying first of it or all, not? We have we have so much to talk about that we're not even going to get close to scratching the surface on all this. But before we get into that, do you do anything this weekend? Uh, I got hitched, but you know, it's no, no big deal. It's Songbird. Okay, so you got married. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just uh, part of hell froze over. I mean, <laughs> not the whole thing, but part of it. So, yeah. well, congratulations to you and uh, Songbird. I'm Thank you. I'm wondering what she did in a previous life to deserve this, but uh, you know, mm, uh, domestic bliss. <laughs> That's going to be a world of domestic bliss for her. Actually, I think, in all seriousness, she got a pretty good deal there. So, yeah, yeah. I think so too. I mean, I've All got right. a good deal. So, uh, I on the Elon Musk thing, I don't know much. Um, I know that he's trying to get out of that deal. That he's um, that he has to pay some fine. Uh, I can't remember how much it, it's. It's multiple millions, if not a couple billion dollars worth of uh, payment to them if he backs out of the deal. But mm-hmm. he is trying to uh, point out that uh, Twitter has nowhere near the amount of people on it that they said they did that they said it's about five percent of people are bots and there was recently a twitter whistleblower who i believe testified in front of congress and said uh way more than that yeah well i think even their head of security cybersecurity, security whatever they, that they either fired or let go he's been coming out and supporting what's uh what uh, uh musk has been saying about twitter so I mean, yeah. but they might be like, oh, sour grapes. He got fired, but <laughs> you know, yep. it's not just him. It's a lot. So, but yep. So it's, uh, I don't know what's going to happen with that. I think, I think Musk has got them boxed into a corner because, uh, you know, at first they said, no, we're not selling to him. And now they're like, yeah, he has to do the deal because he said he would kind of thing. And they're trying to hold him to it. And I think they realize that if this deal does not go through with him, that Twitter's stock is absolutely going to tank. Yeah. Um, so I don't know all of the reasons for that. I'm not a big Twitter aficionado. I don't, I'm not on Twitter. Um, but I, I just think he's, uh, he's got them boxed into a corner. So my guess is that eventually he buys them, but he tries to settle and rework a deal for less money. Yeah. That's my guess. Okay. So. Well, that's probably the least uh, interesting story we have to probably get to. I think there's so much, um, so much we've missed. Well, uh, let's do two minutes of uh, Royals stuff. Oh. Uh, uh, hat 
tip to our uh, friends across the pond. Mm-hmm. Um, Queen Elizabeth, there will be never be anyone like her again in the sense that there's not going to be a monarch anywhere who lives for 70 years uh, or rules for 70 years. I don't know what the British royal family is. I don't understand the fascination with it. I mean, I guess if you're British, but beyond that, I don't get it. Um, they're they're just kind of useless. I mean, they're they're great symbolism, but I don't know. It just it's uh it, it seems to be something that uh, I think most royals support the royal family right now, but they seem to spend a whole lot of money on those people who should either be able to generate their own their own wealth and income, or they should just get the hell out of the way. Yeah, so. I mean that's. I don't know. There's something about the tradition. I guess they're never gonna. Uh, and and do they have any power? Like, could they could they do anything if they decided I want to seize the reins control from the comp- country? Would they have any ability to do that, or are they pretty no, much toothless they, now? Yeah, they're toothless, but in the sense that they um, they hold a lot of sway. So uh, they're not. Um, uh, it's status and and symbolism that they hold. So they have a pretty public um, persona and everybody can, everybody kind of listens to them and what they say. So they have a lot of pull that way. Um, But when you realize that it's basically just people sort of saying, Oh, they're important. What are they saying? Uh, If that ever goes away and I think it will eventually. uh, And I think Charles is going to do a good job of, of, of uh, ending the monarchy because he's unlikable. Yeah. Uh, super political, ultra liberal, and everybody's kind of sick of his shit. So. Yeah, the latest video but, of him signing the paperwork is pretty funny, where he's just like, uh, like uh, really upset that his uh, his slave, I mean his uh, servant or whatever, there had didn't clear the table for him of the inkwells. And he's like yeah. doing that dismissive wavy, wavy thing with his hand. And he's got like this, if you don't hear the audio, which I didn't, I, I just watched it. It looks like he's doing like a hiss when he does it. He does that, that real sour, you know, suck a sour lemon hiss look while he's doing it. And it's like, well, oh, like you're a, such a sack of shit. Like I was saying before we started, it's like Chris Tucker from Fifth Element. Like, yeah. It's, it's actually worse. It, it looks like it, it doesn't, he doesn't actually, well, there's two videos. The first one is where he's standing and he's telling them basically, eh, eh, get that out of my way. And then when he's sitting there signing, he's irritated because it's near his elbow still. And he does this like that. It doesn't look like annoyance. It looks like real anger. Like, oh, you fucker. I can't wait to fucking have you killed and your family killed. <laughs> you know, just that. Well, look. I will say this, although I'm not a fan of the royals and uh, Prince Charles, I will defend him in that his mom just died a couple days ago. And he's not really allowed to publicly mourn. And worse yet, they have about a billion obligations they have to do. They have to go to all these different places and stand in vigil and all this. So it's like, I, I don't know. He's probably, he's probably working on about three hours of sleep a night for four or five days. So, yeah. but instead of uh, him being, you know, gracious, it sounds like it just magnifies his prickitude. Yep. So, so yeah, enough of them. Did you hear so, another uh, another stellar person? Uh, R. Kelly was convicted on multiple charges, uh, including child pornography. Does <laughs> uh, it surprise you, though? And I mean, but, well, I, the fact that he was convicted in Chicago is surprising. Well, I just think you know, you and I were talking about this um, uh, outside of the podcast last week about how I just think people who are ultra rich and and by ultra rich i mean anybody who's got you know disposable income in the hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. you know um they're not bill gates rich but you know when you can when you can uh buy a house with cash outright from what's in your bank account i'm just going to put you in the ultra rich category yeah. um when those people are um not driven to do anything you know not like a you know a, a elon musk uh you know, a, a Bill Gates, a Marcus Lemonis kind of, you know, a person who's like driven to do stuff. Um, they, uh, I think, you know, someone like R. Kelly, you know, though talented, kind of comes into all the fame and money and it's just such a gusher of that stuff right away that, yeah. uh, that no puns intended here. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Um, but uh, they, they get all this money and they basically it's more than they can spend. And so they either blow it on stupid shit and five years later they're broke or they just wind up doing depraved stuff because what the hell else do you do? 
You know, if you don't have drive and you don't have any need to do anything, like you have more wealth than you can spend, really, yeah. and it's just sitting in your ass, I think minus the drive to be useful and do stuff, you kind of just start doing depraved shit. And yeah. uh, I think well, that's why, you know, that's why people like him do what they do. On top of it, they're usually godless heathens. Uh, sure. <laughs> well, so. if you don't, if you don't fear judgment, you know, at the end, at the end of your days, then that's another, just another thing that you don't have to worry about. You have to, you, you, well, uh, you I don't know. There's the, plenty of, there's on... plenty of people who say they do, but they don't. So, I mean, I don't know if there that, you go. I don't know if that changes. Don't just because anything. they say it, you know, <laughs> if they don't mean it. Well, do... I will say this, uh, s some of the worst people I know go to church every Sunday. So, I mean, it, I don't know if that, I don't know if that really factors into it or not. Mm. I think it, after a while, it's just your character, you know? So, and it's, that's what, that's what comes through. And when well, I suspect that if money, you, I suspect if your attitude is, you know, when I say godless heathen, I talk about, you know, the, uh, the liberal, you know, uh, socialist communist types. That's what they are. Yeah. If that's, if their religion is big government, their religion is woke, that they're bad people and they'll do bad things. So a conservative Christian, you know, maybe the people you, you know, know that are bad that go to church, you know, they're, they're saying they're, they're talking the talk, but they're not walking the walk. Yeah. I'm just saying, I don't think whether or not you go to church matters. You know? I just think if your moral, your, your moral perspective matters. And if you're, like I said, God, godless heathens, when I say that, that's when I'm, that's what I'm talking about. The liberal socialist, communist, woke crowd, they're godless heathens. Yeah. And you know, or you don't have to say it in that term, but that's what they are. And, uh, they are immoral and decrepit and, and, uh, they're, they're the ones that are the ones, if you look into it, probably the ones that are doing the worst. And, and these, these elites, these, uh, the world economic forum types and all that, that want to live forever. You know, they, they want to, and they've said this, they said there, who is it that just came out and said he's keeping himself. Oh, uh, Jared Kushner is one of these fuckers that said he's keeping himself fit because he thinks in his lifetime, they're going to, they're going to figure out how to, uh, you know, become immortal. It's like, well, you know, that's not what we're, that's not, we're, that's not the way we're built. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> like it's forever. funny. I was, I, uh, I liked before they got all weird, the first couple, uh, Anne Rice interview with the vampire oh, yeah. books. Yeah, me too. Um, and, uh, they were, um, you know, they were talking in those about how vampires struggled with immortality. Yeah. It, 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 they, they, it's the same thing on a, well, a bigger scale, I guess that you're talking about. Yeah. We're not, we're not built for it. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, death gives life meaning. That's the depravity and all that kind of stuff kind of comes yeah. to the forefront after a while. And well, and I think this goes back to what I was saying about people who live in great excess. You know, um, you don't appreciate what you've got. I was trying to explain to my kids the other day the difference between gratitude and appreciation. Gratitude is being thankful for what you have or what other people do for you. Appreciation is understanding the effort it took them to do it. Hmm. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. So, um, so in this, for example, in this uh, trip we took to Europe, um, I think, and I, I came up with this idea years ago, and this trip reinforced it, of if I was going to make one government social program, well, I, two, actually, I would have, uh, and I say this as someone who didn't do it, but going back in my life, I would I would sign up for this. I'm all for giving people, you know, free college, free health care, all that stuff. But in exchange, I think it's two years of compulsory military service. You know, can't yeah. wuss out of it, can't conscientiously object, can't do any of that stuff, period. Two years of military service, and then I'll pay the bill for stuff. That seems fair. But the other one I would do is I would say everybody in the country gets two weeks of travel government paid. You don't get to pick where it is. It's just done by random sort of drawing. We're going to send you someplace in the somewhere else in the world, you know, a first world country to experience what it's like in other countries. Because I think part of the reason people don't appreciate what we have here is they never have, they have never been anywhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it, we were in uh, Montenegro, which I didn't, uh, as much as I know about world geography, I didn't even know Montenegro was a country. It's part of the Yugoslavian Republic that broke up. Um, 
and uh, it is a beautiful place. I mean, it's like it's like the fjords of Norway, um, only warm because hmm. it's in the Mediterranean, and uh, just I mean, beautiful. And it's been around since you know, it's been around for two thousand years, kind of place. But uh, the um, I mean, the, as as little as like ten years ago, I think they only had running water four hours a day. You yeah. know. And it's because they can't get their shit together. Well, and, and so yeah, most countries, yeah, that they have what the uh, the midday siestas. Yeah, where it's like four so, hours in the middle of the day, where it's tourists from America go over there, and they're like, they want to go out and buy stuff and do the touristy stuff, and they're like, they, no, nobody's around to do anything. <laughs> like you just have yeah. to wait. But here it's like you know, in in this country, if we go to the store and they're out of skim milk, we're like, damn it, what the hell? Yeah. You know, or if we don't have seven different uh, types of bread to choose from, yeah, where where are all the ranch potato chips? Gosh, you <laughs> yeah, never have those types anymore. Of chips, yeah. You know, I mean, so stuff like that. I just I think it would be good for other people to see that. But getting back to my initial point about this excess thing, when people don't have limited resources, when they have too much money, too much time, it it took too little effort to um, get it and maintain it. Uh, I think they just sort of go to hell, you know, they don't, yeah. they don't, that it's just like, you've just always got it. And if you, if all of a sudden you had unlimited time, if you were like, I'm going to live forever, God, you never get anything done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I it's, think, if it's you know, worth, to, if something's worth having, it's worth struggling to have it. So if you don't, you know, if, if you're not struggling for anything, you're not going to, there's no way you can appreciate it. Well, and part of, and I don't want to go down a huge rabbit hole here with this, part of, I think, where we are with the economy and the labor market right now is we've made life uh, better for too many people who expected too little. Um, So, in other words, people who, you know, sort of had a semi-full-time job and called in sick a lot and they've got... You know, they're living in a place with four roommates and, but you know, and they've had 250 bucks in their account and they're kind of scraping by. Well, because of wages being up um, and, you know, at some point they were getting a little free government money, but now we have more programs that give them more free stuff, you know, and all this. Now you've got people who, whose standard of living that you or I would look at and say, I don't want to live like that got used to it and now they say well i'm living twice as good as that i got 500 bucks in my account mm-hmm. and i don't have to work full time because i call my boss and tell him i'm not coming in he's like well can you come in tomorrow and you're like yeah maybe but they're not going to fire you because they need you you know well, what's scary about that is that it's it's uh it seems like it's on such a big scale and it's like a uh, you know it's like a go back to the world economic forum they're talking about how uh you know you'll own nothing and you'll be happy you'll they'll you'll be living in pods you know, you won't buy, you won't own your, your property. You'll, you'll be eating bugs, <laughs> all that kind of stuff, but you'll be happy. And, uh, I think this is like a test run this whole, these last two years, kind of test run to see what people are willing to, you know, to put up with. Well, I mean, like you said, it's, it's kind of showing that there's a big segment that are kind of content to be, you know, they give up their, it's like uh, give up their liberty for, for perceived freedom, you know, and well, are not for, for, for their liberty for perceived safety, not freedom, not freedom, safety. And uh, I get that. That that's that, and they don't have to strive. They don't have to work very hard, but they're still getting, you know, all the junk food they want. They're getting, you know, getting the the dope they want, the the pot and the booze, and um, you know, they can have sex with ugly people, you know, because they're usually ugly, and they can have ugly sex (laughs) with other ugly people, and uh, that keeps them that keeps them, you know, um, pacified, you know. Well, but by the same token, I think the thing that has always given uh, communism and socialism such a shitty time is their arch enemy is capitalism. And I know I always say capitalism fixes everything, and it kind of does, because you only need a certain small group of people to say, yeah, I'm not satisfied with just a little bit. I want it all. And so they go out and strive and achieve. And, you know, it's like Adam Carolla's thing about you see someone in a Cadillac and you're like, damn, I want one of those. Now, there's a certain segment of the population that goes, well, the government should give me one. Well, the government's not going to be able to do that. But there's always going to be people who want to make them, and there's always going to be people who want to buy them, you know? Um, so there's always going to be people who want to achieve more. So that's good for us. And there will always be a bunch of people who don't want to do anything, and no matter how many good examples they saw, they won't do anything. But there will be people in the middle who sort of like, 
maybe if I worked a little harder, you know? Unless, so. unless the, the, they're stuck in a system like a, you know, a Chinese system or a Soviet style system for, for however long that goes on where they, where they aren't rewarded for trying harder. Those, there's a certain segment of people that'll be like, I'm be, I'm a sucker if I try too hard. And that's the problem with the socialist uh, communist attitude. You get the achievers and the people that want to produce and they go, yeah, I'm trying, I'm working my ass off, but I'm not getting benefit from it. And, uh, if I, if I worked half as hard and it, it wouldn't make any difference. You know. Well, the downside of that, but eventually leads to an upside, is that's where we get revolution. It and depends uh, on what kind, though. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm hoping more of American Revolution than French one, because uh, yeah, you know that was because uh, French Revolution. It's funny, and I know I say all the time that we don't teach school in school, but mostly because we don't. Um, you don't. Uh, People don't understand that the difference between the French Revolution and the American Revolution, they're only like 12, 15 years apart. Um, and the French basically were following our lead. And uh, the difference was they had shitty people running theirs. Yep. You know, self-serving, super smart, ask them, you know, uh, people with no humility. There were no George Washingtons or James yeah. Madisons. And in they there. couldn't wait to punish their political enemies when they, yeah. when they were in power. Yeah. So. If you'd have told any one of those people they could have been king, they would have been damn right to be king. They told George Washington, and he's like, what the hell's the matter with you? And he basically bitch slapped anybody who said it. So I'm not doing that. Yeah, they'd, be, they'd say, crazy. damn right I'm king, and line them up so I can chop off some heads. Yeah, exactly. Which is really I mean, what happened. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. I can't remember the two figures. It was Robespierre and another guy um, who were basically, Robespierre was the well-spoken one. The other guy was sort of just a muckracking, sort of stirred-up kind of guy. But they wound up turning on each other, and Robespierre had the one guy's head cut off, and and then later the mob came for Robespierre, and he died too. Yeah. It's like, you know, that didn't the revolution in the United States was so unique, and that it had never happened before. Again, we don't teach school in school. That system we take for granted as being in place, like we picked it up from somewhere else, and uh, you know, just just sort of made it a little better. No, it didn't exist. You know. The people representing themselves in a republic didn't exist. And that was a funny thing. On this trip, you know, I was in uh, Greece. And uh, the funny thing about Greece is everybody there smokes. I mean, they're super nice people, but everybody smokes. And uh, they point out all of these things. They're so damn proud to be Greek. They'll point out all the stuff that they invented. They're like, oh, democracy. And, you know, they'll just keep naming all of these things. And I just am like, well, yeah, but which one of them isn't 2000 years old, you know? Yeah. It was like they had these great seeds that they didn't tend to. Yep. And yeah. so, yeah, they, they planted the seed of democracy and, you know, many hundreds year of years later, the United States went, well, what was to be the United States said, all right, let's do something with this. And they did, right. you know, and, uh, but the only, been, only thing that made that possible, the United States possible was when people came here to build their new life or get away from, you know, the, what was it? The, um, political and religious, you know, um, dissidents of whatever from, from England and other countries that came over here. It wasn't, it wasn't, um, a pre set up society. They had to right. struggle to make it. And that's the only reason that, that we've got to the point where we had this, um, attitude of self-sufficiency and liberty and all that, because you know, they go, if you don't, if you don't produce for yourself, you're going to die. Did I tell you my son's guitar buying story? Yeah. I don't know if we did yeah. that on the podcast though. No. So my real briefly, my son, you know, he's, uh, he's 15 and I've given him odd jobs around the house, but mostly, um, you know, mowing the lawn. And so I pay him 25 bucks a week to mow the lawn. And, uh, he, um, you know, he saves all his money and he gets birthday money and stuff like that and doing other odd jobs. And so he decides he wants to buy a guitar because he's big and he's a new guitar because he's in the guitar playing. And he, his acoustic guitar that he has is one he sort of got lent from a friend and it's kind of shot. It's old. And so he decides he saved his money. He's going to go buy this new guitar. And he's planned out, you know, the money, the guitar is going to cost him about 230 bucks. He's going to buy a case for it, which is about another 30 or 40 and then he wants to buy the protection plan so the whole thing should cost him about 30 bucks or 300 bucks and he'll have about 30 dollars left over of the money he's willing to spend 
So he gets there and he doesn't find the exact guitar he's looking for. He finds one that's a little bit nicer. It's like another $25. Um, the case that he was looking at, uh, he has way underestimated. So before he's even buying the protection plan on this guitar, which is like 35 bucks and they fix it any, fix anything over the next three years, he drops it and it shatters. They give him a new one. Um, and so he's like looking at this going, man, it's going to cost him all of this money and maybe a little bit more, which he's got, you know, but he was sort of dead set on having, you know, some money left over. So I can see him struggling thinking, you know, I don't know, do I want to spend this money? I really want the guitar and he's trying to figure it out. And you can see that in his eyes, he knows what it takes to have gotten to a point to get that money. Yeah. You know, he knows how bad he wants a thing. And he knows how much it took to get there. Ultimately, he decides to buy it, finds out the guitar's on sale. You know, when he walks up the whole thing, the guy says it's $218. And he goes, I'm sorry, what? Did you say 280 You know, which is about 50 bucks less than he thought it was going to be. And the guy goes, no, 218 Wow. And uh, so he was like over the moon, thrilled about it. You know, it's like one of those times when you have to get up at six in the morning and you wake up and it's like three 30 and you're still tired and you look at the clock and you're like going, Oh, I have another two and a half hours to sleep. You know what I mean? The kind of thing where he appreciates that more. If you, if he wouldn't have had the money when he showed up there and wanted a better guitar and you're standing there and you go, all right, I'll just throw in the extra 60, 80 bucks for the guitar. That that's, that would be the worst thing he could do. Yeah. If he knew that that's something he could rely on, you know? Yeah. So the fact yep. that he that he didn't even consider that as an option, and then goes up and finds out it's on sale is that's that's the yeah that's the icing on the cake right there. Yeah, so you have to go through the pain of getting this thing, you know, to or to getting enough to get the thing to understand what it's like to have it, yep. you know. So we just I think people are trying to eliminate the struggle from people all the time. I read a I read a study one time they took uh, chicks baby chicks that were hatching um, and just, you know, they struggle so hard to get out of that, that, um, the membrane shell. in the shell. Yeah. They're breaking out that they started breaking the shell for them with some of them. And ultimately those chicks died, hmm. you know, like they, like they needed to do that to build up their strength to survive the world outside. Wow. You know, yeah. I, I just think, I don't, I don't think it's good that we try and eliminate some of this stuff. And I'm not talking about, you know, that like, oh, pain and suffering is no. good for people. I mean, as good people, Struggle we want to alleviate though. that from people. But we we want to just, you know, we want the people want the government to give them things. And it's like the ne- look, get, if, getting rid of the necessity for effort for anything. To, to yeah. If you want free, if you want free college after a while, college is going to be worth what you pay for it. Yeah. You know. If you don't have to struggle to work to pay That's for it, the same with all the equity pro, uh, program bullshit they're doing for uh, for black and and Hispanic people. Forget about the Asians; they don't get it. But and the whites. But the equity is not. It's not. It's never going to be a good thing for anybody. It's uh, it's what you're saying there. It's it's uh, you, you get somebody give you something so that you um, can achieve a level that you didn't work for. Well, uh, the genius Mr. Thomas Sowell, I think, said it best, and he may be repeating this, but I remember him saying it. Equality is the idea that, you know, we don't start in the same place, but we have the same opportunity. You know, nothing is stopping you from being something if you work at it. Equity is assuring equal outcomes, and we can't assure equal outcomes. Impossible. It's just you can't do it. Yeah. You know, and it, it's funny to me to see all this stuff. I mean, now we're just, you see the, these big cities run by Democrats are just exploding with crime at Chicago today. I think Chicago just had a 13 person mass shooting. Yeah. And you're not going to hear about it being a, you know, a considered a, uh, a mass shooting or, you know, they're not going to consider it like they do for, you know, when it's like, what's his name that walked into the church and shot it up or Dylan roof. Is that his name? Yeah. And all that, you know, they, they won't harp on it and, and like it like that because it's not, it doesn't fit their narrative. You know? If, yeah. Uh, when Dylan roof goes into, a, I mean, an obvious white supremacist who admits it goes into a church and shoots a bunch of black people because he's a racist. Um, that's racism. Yeah. When whoever this is shoots up these people in Chicago, that's a gun problem. Yeah. 
you know i mean it, it's just stupid well, but, there's a, what is it where was it just where the guy was walking around randomly shooting white people that just happened well, last week too before we get off on that i want to go back to the chicago thing this is when chicago in the same week that chicago has decided that it will not uh, allow police to detain people for several, but I mean, violent offenses. Uh, kidnapping, I think, is one of them. Um, I could be getting these wrong, but it's like uh, um, armed robbery. You know, I mean, they're just they're just not even detaining people for this. Stuff. Yeah, second degree murder is uh, even uh, they'll be bail free. So uh, that's what second the, degree murder. Yeah, he, he said. Uh, yeah, armed robbery, second degree murder. I can't remember the whole list, but he said he said these are this isn't a definitive list by any means. Here's some of the examples. And he goes, uh, second degree murder, armed robbery. Uh, uh, well, and it? for those who don't, for those who don't understand, first degree murder is you planned it, you set it up, you waited for that person or whatever, and you did it. Yeah. Second degree murder is you had the opportunity. Yeah, you so maybe you didn't lure the person into the murder, but you you were there, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna do it. But yeah, when you you when you're like, when I see that guy, I'm going to shoot him. That's second degree murder. Yeah. We're not we're not requiring bail for those people in Chicago anymore. Yeah. I these cities need a big flush handle on them, you know, and someone to pull it. But what's funny now is you're starting to see people, and we've mentioned this before, but it's actually happening in some places. You know, uh, there's a lot of people who left California to go to Texas. Most of them conservatives who might have been thinking of leaving anyway. But now you're starting to see liberals leave because it's getting so bad. And they're coming to some of these other places and people are flat out asking them, where are you from? You know, my mom and dad live in Florida. There's all sorts of stories of cars with New York's license plates being vandalized. Yeah. You know? Well, um, before I and, forget, well, go ahead. And I, I think, you know, Joe Rogan even said it. You know, they're talking about uh, on his podcast, I can't remember who he's talking to about, you know, how this these crime crimes getting out of control. And, and the guy he was interviewing goes, yeah, well, what are you going to do about it? And uh, Rogan goes, well, Republican. Yeah. And he took a bunch of shit for it. Yeah. It, what frustrated me in that same conversation, though, was Rogan said, I identify, you know, more with uh, people on the left. He goes, but the people on the right are easier to talk to and reason with and stuff. And they make more sense. And idiot. I was just... I mean, that's I an idiotic thing to say. Yeah, it's a, he's not. No, Joe I, yeah, Rogan he's not is an idiot, not an idiot. But uh, he's a well-read, well-researched guy who comes into most things going, "Okay, I'm a dummy. Someone explain it to me." I think some but of his he, hippie dippiness is what his problem is. Well, yeah, but I mean, I I wish I could sit him down and say, as well as well as people like Tim Pool, and say, "You are not on the left." Yeah. You know, when we talked to Matt Christensen a while back, and he said. Yeah, I, I was on the left, and he goes, I feel like, and I asked him, I said, did you slide more to the right? And he goes, a little bit, but the left just took off the other direction. Yeah. And uh, when you see a lot of this polling data that comes through, that's what you're seeing is the left is getting more and more extreme. So, you know, I Joe says, I agree with people more on the left. I'm like, no, you don't. Yeah. You think you do, but you don't. You know, you um, you agree on things like, can I smoke pot and, uh, you know, can I abort a kid if I want? Yeah. And beyond that, he probably doesn't agree on taxes. He certainly don't agree on gun control. I mean, on. how you raise your kids. The left doesn't believe in any of that stuff. Joe's a two genders kind of person, I believe. And, you know, the left doesn't agree with that. And, and that, the, the, what is it? The 10 most crime-ridden cities are, are Democrat-controlled, have been Democrat-controlled for over a generation now. And... Uh, I, you know, the only thing I'll say about that is I'm not sure it's all 10 of them. Last time I remember seeing that, I could have sworn there was like one okay. conservative city on there. But maybe, maybe, but then if you look, probably look at pockets of it, you know, there's probably like different districts that are li liberal that are well are providing the, the crime, you know, the crime spikes. But we could look into that. But but it is it's 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 abundantly clear that places like Chicago, New Orleans and wherever else that the crime is is as rampant is because it's got Democrats in control. And a lot of these cities where it's black violence is crazy and you know, black people are in control of everything, every part of it. Well, and these people running these cities have no moral compass, no ethics, no nothing. Do you see speaking of New Orleans, you see what the uh, New Orleans mayor just came out and did? Yeah, you want to see uh, she's uh uh, mayor of New Orleans, right? Latoya Cantrell. 
Uh, I don't know her name, but I just saw the story yesterday to spend tens of thousands of taxpayer dollars on luxury plane trips because as a black woman, she would have been unsafe flying economy. Yeah. So she, um, she, the, the rule is that the city of new Orleans pays for the travel to conferences and stuff. And I think this woman went to Europe. She, she spent over $30,000 on first class seats traveling to France and Switzerland. Nope. But let's keep this in perspective. This is not on first-class seats. This isn't $30,000 in upgrades. So if your flight cost $500 and first-class cost $650, she has to pay the $150. So the $30,000 was not $650 at a time using these numbers. It's $150 at a time. So she has been traveling all over the place, upgrading and all this, and so they confronted her about it, and she just flat out said, I'm not going to be paying that money back. That's yeah. not going to happen. Well, and, she's defiant. and I just want to yeah. go, it's a fucking law. But, yeah, okay, but it's been proven time and time again that these, these people can get away with it. They can say whatever they want. There is no consequences. Well, I agree, but I just, the audacity. Yeah. She's not even saying, no, 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 look, here's what's happening and trying to explain it. She goes, she's flat out goes, I ain't paying it. It's well, not happening. she does say, here's a quote, as a mother of a young child who I live for, I'm going to protect myself by any reasonable means in order to ensure I'm there to see her grow into the strong woman I'm raising her to be. Anyone who wants to question how I protect myself just doesn't understand the world black women walk in. Now, that's all fucking retarded. The, 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 it's all buzzwords and, and using things like a strong woman and I'm the mother of a child, you know, um, you know, you don't understand the world. We, you know, it's like all just bullshit. And, but the thing is they, they're brazenly doing this stuff because it works. It works. Well, I think it's starting to not work. I think people are starting to stop buying the bullshit. You know what I mean? I think you're starting to see a lot of black people in this example go, bitch, you crazy. Yeah. And, you and if she's the mayor of new Orleans, uh, what, what business does she have over in, uh, in, you know, what is it? Uh, what does I say? France and, um, well, a lot of times they do like trade deals with sister cities France and, and stuff. Switzerland. So I, I bet you that none yeah. of that fucking happened. I bet you. Well, was... I think, I think it happens. I'm just, I'm no, no, I thinking... mean with her, I think it was just, uh, oh, it was yeah, just a good, probably. good fun time for her. Yeah. Uh, she's also spent over $2,800 in March on a first class trip to Miami for a U.S. conference of mayors. In addition to 2300 on luxury flight to conference for mayors. Oh, yeah, this is the this is the big this is the good life. This is the life for people that have no talent and and are not good looking enough to be celebrity, you know, celebrities like uh, whatever, you know, or singers or celebrities in that way. So they're celebrities as politicians and they're rich without any, you know, ability to produce wealth. That's the life. That's the elite life. That's what they want. Where I think this is starting to crack is I keep seeing many, many videos along the or many not just videos, but commentary and, you know, stuff online and in the news from people. I, I posted one on the bread and circuses page a few days ago. It was a black guy who drives a diesel truck for a living and he's showing the pump and it was like $675 or something like that. He goes, I just spent, you know, $5 and 50 cents for, you know, diesel. And it's the cheapest I've been in a long time. And basically he turns the camera on himself and goes, we got to start asking ourselves, you know, what the hell is going on here? And uh, I get the feeling, and I may be totally wrong, that this guy was someone who voted for Biden yeah. or at least Obama. And is starting to go, what was wrong with Trump? And he even says in there, he goes, I'd love some $2 gas and some mean tweets right now, you know? Yeah. And so I think there are a lot of people who in the past were like, you know, I don't really like the way this is going, but I got to I got to hang with the blacks on this because, you know, that's what I am. And we, I think right. that sort of monolithic um, voting is starting to go. It's certainly happening with Hispanics. They're not. Well, I heard Cardi B is even upset about the uh, the uh, inflation. So if Cardi yeah, B is upset. She's a dipshit and she's still going to, there's people like that who are still going to vote the one. So they want a bitch, but they'll yeah. still, you know, but they'll find a way to, to blame the uh, white Republicans. Yeah. Uh, I do yeah, like, absolutely. you know, we're talking about all these, the blue cities and, and crime ridden. Well, it's, it's, you know, the, the poorer areas are the ones that are crime ridden, but it's spreading out actually to the, the suburbs and everything are getting a, a taste of it. These areas that were, um, 
generally not not subject to this are getting a taste of it now because it's spreading out. So it's and more and more people are getting you know a taste of of what it's like to like to live in fear of you know of getting mugged and robbed and all that that didn't have to do that because they were you know um, a few miles away from the cities. And also here, Ron DeSantis, you know how he's been um, you know, busing and flying um, immigrants to you know like Chicago and uh, and in DC. Um, I don't think DeSantis is. That's Abbott from Texas. Oh, Abbott. DeSantis has been doing it too, but I think uh, I think he was the first one that did it, and then and then Ron uh, Abbott or not Ron Abbott, um, Abbott Greg whatever, Abbott, Greg Abbott uh, did did it more. But DeSantis now he's flying planes full of illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I think that's a great idea. I think these kind of stunts are great at this point. I think it's, I think it's, it's, you know, people go, well, you know, you show the hypocrisy, hypocrisy to, of the left to the left and they go, it doesn't really matter because they don't care. And that's true, but you're not doing it for their sake. You're doing it for everybody else's sake that, that can see I, these, these stunts open up people's eyes that it wouldn't, you wouldn't see it otherwise. or they wouldn't notice it otherwise because they're getting such a, a steady stream of just the regular, you know, propaganda from the, from the Democrat media. Well, I do like, you know, that you brought up this uh, hypocrisy thing because I get so frustrated with all these people on the right saying, can you imagine if this was Trump? And I'm, I, whenever I'm around them in person and they do that, I just say, stop right there. Okay. We all know what it would be like if it was Trump. The left doesn't care. Yeah. Not only do they not, it's not that they don't care about hypocrisy. They just flaunt it. doesn't matter. Yeah, I think I mean, uh, this uh, KJP, the press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, she doesn't care. They brought up her tweets where she said, you know, this. she's like, uh, you know, Trump's people are election deniers. These MAGA Republicans say, you know, you know, this uh, election was stolen. And basically, Peter Ducey comes right out and goes, well, here are your tweets from 2016 yeah. saying Trump stole an election. She's like, that's different. Yeah. She knows it's not different. She's not stupid. Yeah. She just is like. I don't have to. I, 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 I still, I still, I mean, even I do like pointing out hypocrisy, like amongst peers or amongst friends, just because it, it's, it's so absurd. Like a good point. Another point of uh, hypocrisy is, uh, you know, the little mermaid's got the live action remake of little mermaid. You heard about that. It's a black girl. Is uh, I did not, I did not know they did it. All I've heard is that, uh, uh, it's ta Disney's taking a bunch of heat. Right, the trailer, uh, the a trailer, uh, like a teaser trailer dropped, and it's got um, her like sitting in the bottom of the water singing one of the mermaid songs. So you see her dressed as the you know with the mermaid tail sitting on a rock, and it looks murky and not very colorful. And but it looks like she might have you know reddish brown braids, and mm -hmm. she's singing, and you know, and, and it got ratioed to the point where it's like five million dislikes, or no, I mean like. I, I don't know the the numbers, but it's like five million dislikes to five thousand likes, kind of a, that kind of a, a spread. It's ridiculous, but um, the someone on tw uh, Twitter uh, posted saying, "Hey, this is great. Look at this," and they pointed out to a a guy who an uh, in, in, uh, science or whatever kind of engineer that works with AI, uh, mm -hmm. electro. I don't know what that is, computer engineer. Um, who uh, used a, an AI program to change all the the frames in that trailer so that Ariel, Ariel, the black Ariel, is a white Ariel again. So lightened her skin, changed her features, changed her hair, and they got banned immediately off Twitter. But here's the thing. They took a white character created by Hans, Hans Christian Andersen, described as a redheaded, you know, alabaster skinned white girl um, in a story who's established as a, as a white, white character, turned her into a black race swapped her. And then all these people did was race swap her back and they're banned. It's just, it, that's, that's hypocrisy, but it's funny. It's amusing. <laughs> See, I think the only time that it, like, if you point, if you point out the hypocrisy, sorry, I'm starting to sound like Joe Biden trying to say the United <laughs> States of America. Um, if I, point out the hypocrisy of a big monolithic left it doesn't matter no they don't care no they, they the only time yeah. pointing it out is when you say to a friend you are being a hypocrite and i can show you why yeah yeah that that's a good point yeah they hate Except you they hate it you. didn't work on kjp because she was just like doesn't matter you know well yeah she's a propagandist though i mean she's that's her job well you and know. you could see her get caught flat-footed yeah which you know, if you're going to be in that position, you just you just can't 
And that, you, you know what? That never let, you can't get caught like that. Never happened to um, what's her name? Uh, the last press secretary, Jen Psaki. No, don't no for for Trump. The the last one, um, the blonde. Oh, Kaylee McEnany. Yeah, McEnany. She was the one that never got like riled, never got like flustered, never got caught flat footed on any question. Uh, <laughs> she was she was awesome. She I mean she was better than who was it before her. Um, uh, the one that uh, uh, McCarthy used oh, to make yeah, fun yeah. of. What's his name? Mike Huckabee's daughter. Uh, well, before him, before her. Mike, Mike Huckabee's oh, daughter. Oh, Sean. Was, uh, Sean Spicer. Oh, uh, yeah. Spicer. Yeah, so Spicer got get flustered, and Huckabee's daughter got flustered, but McEnany never did because she had her shit together. So, yeah. I thought uh, Sean Spicer did a great uh, Melissa McCarthy impression. <laughs> um, speaking of Kaylee McEnany, did you hear what Rogan said about her? No. He goes, she's the best ever to have that job. Yeah, I I, I didn't hear him say he goes, that, but I believe it. He, and he was like, man, you did not mess with her. He goes, she came in with like, you know, like the receipts. He goes, yeah. she had yeah, books wasn't talking, of it and everything. Yeah, it wasn't talking points she brought with her. Like no, and they would points. say like, they would say like, oh, well, you know, you said this. And she goes, oh, really? How about when the New York Times said that? Yeah. And she, he goes, she'd flip open the page and be like, bang, and just read it to him. He goes, she was ruthless. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, she was good at that job. Yep. So have you seen uh, the stuff for that Carrie Lake's been doing? The gal running for governor of yeah I uh, yeah I like her I've seen a lot of a lot of her her speeches and she's she's fiery. Yeah, she does not take shit from anybody. Yeah, and wasn't um, she a former like uh, news anchor? Yeah, she was a news anchor. Yeah, yeah, so she's got the she's got the charisma and the looks for sure. That's always important in these positions. It seems like nowadays. She's kind of the person I thought Christy Nome was gonna be, mm-hmm. and then kind of wussed out on. Yeah, I still like I still like Christy Nome. I like Nome, but I think um, I, I I don't think she's got as much uh, stand your ground to her as I thought she. Excuse yeah. me, as I thought she would. So, um, I do want to talk briefly about this Biden thing yesterday. His um his speech. Okay, so the stock market tanks like over a thousand points oh. in one day. Yeah, I've got and a uh, all, story from Alpha News about it when you when you want. So to it's all about. because the inflation report came came out and they're like, oh shit, it's way worse than we thought. Yeah, the cost of food is up thirteen point five percent compared to the same time last year. Rent and electricity are up six six point seven percent and five fifteen point eight percent percent for electricity. So it's it's going up like crazy. Even if the gas is slightly receding, uh, the uh, what is it? The diesel isn't. Well, the gas is receding because we're using up strategic reserves. Well, that that you won't know? last very long. No, it won't last very long. But so anyway, the whole point was, you know, they can do a lot of voodoo with this to say, oh, well, it's actually a lot worse when you figure this and blah, 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 whatever. Yesterday was the first time where I feel like the country started going, shit, this isn't getting better soon. And uh, nobody seems to be able to stop it. Yeah, there's nobody, and, there's nobody at the reins right now making making you feel like they've got it under control because they don't. Well, I heard an economist today talking. I don't know who she was because she was on uh, Beck's show. And I had tuned in late. Well, I rarely tune into Beck anymore because he's so like, you know, chicken little all the time. Um, but she said, look, here's the thing. We have a supply side problem now. We're not getting enough stuff. She goes, people had money to spend. And so they were spending money like crazy. And we weren't building the supply. She goes, so now it doesn't matter how much money people have. You can't find the stuff. She goes, the Fed is cranking the rates up to try and stop people from buying. And she said, they're too late. They should have done it before. And so now they're just, you know, throwing more gas on the fire to slow it down when they can't. She goes, it's just, it's, she says, it's not ineptitude. It's political maneuvering. You know, they want to look like they're doing something. And the thing they're doing is making it worse and worse and worse. So, I felt like this whole thing with the, um, you know, with the news a couple days ago or yesterday was uh, that it finally everybody realized, oh, it's Janet Yellen. Oh, it's transitory. No big deal. But that's not the case, you know. And uh, so Biden passes his, gets his, um, you know, inflation mitigation stuff all passed, which isn't going to do any of that at all. It's not going to make inflation any better. No. Um, and they're still trying and they to implement this, all this green bullshit too, which yeah, so that, makes things this ten big times worse. Cel- 
they have a big celebration for it yesterday. And he gets up there, you know, giving his tough Joe with his sleeves rolled up speech. And, and, his, and his aviators. It was just incoherent psychobabble. Yeah. I mean, just word salad bullshit. And he's like. The kitchen table. He's like, he's like getting mad at people. Folks. You know, he's folks like, in the kitchen table and democracy. <laughs> all the buzzwords is all I can say. Yeah. And he, he was stumbling over saying United States of America. I mean, he was just giving this rambling speech. And I'm hearing more and more people going, holy shit, he is losing it. Mm -hmm. He is coming apart. Yeah. How is, how is it? Uh, so he said uh, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act, quote, helped reduce inflation at the kitchen table. Uh, the prices of common – this is from this uh, Alpha, Alpha News article. The prices of common grocery items have gone up significantly over the course of the past 12 months, according to BLS – uh, including eggs, which are up 39.8%, butter, 24.6%, frozen foods, 18.5%, milk, 17%, chicken, 16.6%, bread, 16%, peanut butter food. I mean, that's I mean, that's not even significant. That's crazy. How, how crow, much? Crow, 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 <laughs> crow. Okay. All those things you named, nobody eats those anymore. Oh, okay. Well, you know, it, we're gonna we're gonna be eating bugs, so you know, <laughs> we'll be good. And I and I have well, a jump I have a jump start on all that. I've 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 eaten quite a few bugs in my life. And weren't they delicious? No, they were fucking horrible. Yeah, they were. It was like it was like a stunt. It was a stunt I had to pull off, and most people well, wouldn't you know, do it. <laughs> Tim Pool was doing their. He was saying, you know, they're gonna. And again, Tim is sort of like back in that he's like, oh, sky's falling all the time, but he does this. He'll do this stuff. Uh, I would love to like have a prediction tracker for Tim Pool and like all the things he predicted that never came true. Yeah, because it would be off the charts. But but he did make the one point. He said, you know, um, he, he goes, you know, they'll do the thing with the crickets where they'll be like, oh, you're not going to eat bugs, but we'll put bugs in your peanut butter or bugs yeah, in your, you know, kind of doing your potato chips or whatever. Yeah, it's it's ten percent crickets, yeah. and then it'll be thirty percent crickets, <laughs> and pretty soon it'll be like, oh, you love crickets. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I believe it. I mean, there are companies that are doing that now. They're putting, you know, what is it, uh, cricket meal in there instead of flour or mixing cricket meal in with their. And so if you're looking at the labels, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, there's already bugs in this stuff. Well, so. I don't have, I honestly don't have any problem if a company wants to make cricket flour and people go, you know what? I tried it and it's delicious. Yeah. But we're not, I don't we're, like we're, the we're idea. Human where beings aren't meant to eat bugs. I don't like the idea where the government starts going. Yeah, you know what? It's too it's too uh, it's too expensive to raise wheat, and we're regulating it too much. So you know we're going to eat bugs. Yeah, the food we like eat that. eats bugs, or actually, the food <laughs> we eat eats the food that eats bugs. Uh, that's yeah, that's exactly. that's, the, that's the chain because they're 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 uh, they're these creatures that eat bugs, like these birds that eat bugs and all that. Their systems are made to, to digest that stuff. We're not made to digest carapace, <laughs> you know. Which is what well, most of the bug is. I think this is another reason, you know, we got to look at buying uh, 40 acres of land somewhere and just start raising your own food. Yeah. <laughs> you Cr know? Cricket farms. No. I mean, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like growing some vegetables. Yeah, what did, shit I like ate, one Christmas, I got a bunch of dried bugs and I ate one. I think it was like a rhino beetle or something. Yeah, wasn't it a water bug kind of thing? Yeah, it was fucking horrifying to look at. And I and toe I toe cutter beetle. I tried or something to figure like out. Yeah, it was like toe biter. And I tried to figure out where on it is edible. Not not one part of it I could you can really consider edible. It was like it was like shards of like plastic, like sharp plastic, like almost like glass. You're you're like trying to swallow this stuff, and you're like, I'm, I think I'm lacerating my throat. <laughs> it's like how do you how do people eat this shit and then the just, grubs just more the grubs are not like you know they're they're a little softer but everything about it is nasty you know yeah so and it's not it's nothing like surstroming boy i tell you that's the oh, that's the food of God. champions right there yeah, yeah. <laughs> but well yeah. on that note oh, let's see well, how much time we got here let's take a look oh we got a few We're, minutes okay um, I do want to talk about what they again with uh, weaponizing the um, the FBI, okay, the Biden administration. Um, That's totally not happening. Yeah, the fact that they're just blatant again uh, the hypocrisy of it. Well, yeah, you know because they blame Trump of wanting to be authoritarian and and punish his enemies. Well, that's exactly what the Biden administration is doing, and they're they're blatant and upfront about it. They got the they they're going they went after Trump uh, uh, with the with these. Um, um, archive material 
which was no reason to raid him over. And then next thing you know, and Bannon predicted this, they all of his closest allies are being raided by the FBI. It's like 40 of them at this point. Even Mike Lindell on a hunting trip, the FBI surrounded his car and took his phone from him. Totally sounded like you said a humping trip. <laughs> no, he did not visit. He did not go um, to the Epstein's Island. But, okay. uh, but yeah, they, they seized his phone and he, did you see part? I saw part of his press conference. I mean, he, he, he is, he is entertaining Lindell. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, but he, Mike's a little, uh, he's, he's a, a little, he's a little um, bit tinfoily, you know, he gets, you, you, get, manic. Yeah, you get that feeling, but he is a former, what drug addict or whatever. So yeah. he's, he's got a little bit of that in him, but, uh, not, not that he's got drugs in him right now. I'm just saying he's got that personality quirk where he's kind of addictive personality kind of guy, but uh, he is. He's a guy who was like you could tell was never popular in high school yeah. and really, really wanted to be. Yeah. And then he got on meth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he goes, he goes, yeah, they took, took my phone. I do all my business on my phone. And I'm like, I'm not giving my phone. And they took my phone. How am I going to do business? And, was, and then they said, you're not going to tell anybody about this. You can't say anything. Well, here I am. And I'm talking about it. <laughs> like, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, you are. And I'm glad you are. I mean, it, it is, it is ridiculous. It is hypocrisy. It is uh, weaponizing, weaponizing government against your political enemies. It's, it's banana Republic bullshit. And you know, don't, it, don't you think, though, that this is going to – I don't know how big the wave of Republicans coming in is going to be. I don't, I don't know whether well, – I've you know, seen predictions that are believe. saying that the Senate might still be Democrats, so I'm like, ugh. Yeah, I don't know. Ugh. I mean, I just – yeah, I see all this how? stuff about well, – take, take example like uh, down in Georgia, you know, they go, oh, the Reverend Warnock is polling ahead of Herschel Walker and, and – uh, well, Herschel Walker is like a favorite son of Georgia, you know, yeah, and he's a black be, yeah. guy. You know, I I still think Herschel Walker is going to wind up winning that. But regardless, I think I think the Senate might move slightly to uh, to the right, meaning maybe it'll be fifty two or something like that. But regardless, I do think they're going to get the House. I really wish they'd not they'd stop talking about all these hearings and stuff they're going to have, and they would just go, we're going to start passing some stuff. But don't you think that eventually, with all this stuff, the weaponizing of the FBI, when it comes around, because eventually it does, to the conservatives being in place, they'll start getting rid of some of these people? I, I don't know, because like I'll go back to one of the first things I bitched about um, when we were talking about the uh, weaponization of the of the deep state was, you know, what was it? Lois Lerner and the IRS against the, mm -hmm. uh, against the tea party when that was and and she was, she used that government office to, you know, to go after political enemies. And guess what, what, what kind of punishment she, did she get for that? She got a golden parachute when she retired. No, I get that. And I'm not arguing that that happened at all, but don't you feel like it's changing a little, like some people are wising up. I mean, like the whole thing on Trump, that's never happened before. Yeah. You know, pulling Mike Lindell over in a freaking Hardee's uh, drive-through, well, surrounding I, his car and taking his phone. I I have a feeling that there are people starting to go, "Hey, wait a second, this just doesn't well, feel speaking right." Speaking of uh, Tim Pool, I think I just watched a little interview he or a segment he was doing today, and I don't know who he had on. It was some some you know bearded hipster looking guy but um the guy was saying you know i i was kind of turning away from trump for a while i was like you know maybe we need to move on to desantis and after all this bullshit i'm back on the trump train i have to be because i can't let the i can't let this stand <laughs> yeah there's a lot of people like that too they're like yeah okay we've had enough trump you're one of them i think right and uh, it's like it's time to move on all that but then you see all this visceral just insanity that that's targeting him and you're like and we can't just yeah you can't you can't not support him after this you have to see i think he makes a better um you know meat shield or uh aggro drawer or uh just target yeah. remember remember when you and i used to play army of two mm -hmm. which was a great oh, video lots game, of fun yeah but there was a setting in there where if you got the other guys to do you shot enough of the other guys you build your the bad guys leader. Yeah, they came after you, and so the guy you were playing with got to sneak in behind him and you know shoot him yeah, in the back get, get and all position, that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it was a great strategic game that way. And I think Trump should be the guy pulling aggro right now. 
I don't think he should be the guy in the hot seat. I would love to see someone like Trump going out there and going, and another yeah. thing, you motherfuckers. I, and, yeah, uh, I just personally think know, that that might be a bad strategy just because I think it just gives um, them the the feeling of – it gives them a bounce. It gives them a um, – a feeling like momentum. They're like, see, he's not running. We got him. We won. Everybody get out and keep doing what you're doing because it's working. You know, I want to go, no, fuck you. It's not working. Trump's going to be president for another four years. Fuck you. That's, that's my, I, that's just kind of where I'm at with it. You know? Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, we're getting, we're running up on time. There's, God, there's so much to talk about, but, um, before we go real quick, just a minute. Um, because there's like six or seven stories along these lines that we didn't even get to all this gender bullshit, you know, cause mm-hmm. you can talk about that nonstop, you know, day in, day out. But even Idaho, Idaho element, this is from Infowars, Idaho elementary students are being taught quote porn literacy, unquote, how to hide pornography consumption from their parents there. But and it, there's, there's video of this shit. Here's my only question. Is this in Boise? Uh, it's the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare, so it's the whole state. They they purchased well, a so-called porn literacy materials from Education Training and Research, which is a non-profit profit progressive organization. So they're trying to spread this shit throughout the state, which they won't. I, I get it, but um, the fact that the um, that it's the you know that it's the whole Idaho Department of Health and Welfare is is in on this shit is what's what's really driving me crazy. You know, I, I well, want to move to Idaho. You know. Well, but again, I think it's I think it's just a matter of where it's happening. I mean, Texas is a pretty red state, but you can't deny that you know a good chunk of Dallas and most of Austin are you know very blue. So I guess I think it just depends where you are. But yeah. I think what we have to do with this is, you know, teach our kids. Uh, I'm talking about the royal us. Uh, talking about you know teaching our kids to fight back and stuff. And my, my son in his U S history class just recently, by the way, his professor is a mix. It's not a, not only racially, I mean a non-binary person. Um, so anyway, they said, you know, they were talking about Christopher Columbus and colonialism and landing in the United or landing in America and what that, and my son actually said, um, can you show me on the map? where Christopher Columbus landed, how he landed in America. (laughs) And so the teacher mixed or whatever. Oh, fuck you. Points to the Bahamas. And my son goes, not North America. Yep. I mean, basically not, not what became the United States. Columbus was never here. Yeah. And we don't teach people that. And yes, he did terrible things to the natives of those uh, countries that or places that he did stuff. Yeah. He did, but it wasn't here. Yeah, you know. Well, as far as so, all the stuff that we're seeing, uh, the libs of TikTok are doing God's work. Uh, that yeah, uh, the, well, actually, it's, it's a woman, one woman, one woman, and they she got outed by uh, some piece of shit. Uh, what's her name? I can't remember the the reporter. Um, got doxxed by this reporter, but uh, she's still doing her thing and uh, loving it. So that's the libs of TikTok are the ones that brought or that brought this about Idaho now showing all these materials about how to. Um, you know, the, there's a, it's like cartoons, basically the, a cartoon character pictured watching pornographic material in a tablet and, and, and saying stuff like, wow, that's so big. I never knew it could be so huge and being curious about sex and blah, blah. You know, it's like all the stuff that's geared towards young kids that they're purchasing and they're, they're talking about distributing. Well, I don't think it's going to get too far in Idaho, but I mean, it's just the fact that it's even there and that, that the, uh, the organization that's in charge of, of the whole state is the ones that did this is it's disheartening. I mean, I know you're saying it, it's, it's getting out there and there's getting a lot of pushback, but just the fact that we even got to this point is what's disheartening to me, you know, that we got this far. Well, here's, here's my point though. It took one, you know, a teenage kid to push back against one of these teachers in a class that probably didn't agree with them for the most part. And, uh, their defense crumbled. Yeah. They just backed off because they're not, prepared to meet any resistance yeah you know they do the resist 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 thing i mean it's like the kathy kathy gifford thing who can you know or not kathy gifford kathy griffin yeah came out and goes yeah you know what if uh, people vote for republicans that's how you get civil war (laughs) there's a ton of memes out there but 
there was one that showed like the NPC person going, yeah, civil war, you know, civil war. If you, uh, if we take away abortion or stop guns and it showed, you know, this other person getting closer and closer until they whispered in their, your terms are acceptable. <laughs> you know? And yeah. so we don't, uh, again, we don't want civil war. I mean, but I just, I think these people, Kathy Gifford is not going to be stacking up Griffin is not going to be stacking up on somebody's door to take their guns away. It's not going to happen. She's just all talk. So, you know, just even acknowledging her at that point, it's like, just shut up. Yeah. You know, I just, uh, I just don't know at this point how we, how we go back. I don't think there's a way to go back to sanity though. That's where I'm at. I'm like, we're going to have constant, um, it's not civil war, but we're going to have constant strife and or like, we're going to have, you know, I don't know how we're going to stop like, uh, riling people up to, to, to the extremes that we have right now. I don't think we can stop that at this point. Well, I, I did see someone talk about, and I can't remember who it was just recently talk about, we've had many points in the, in the life of this country where we've had, um, you know, stuff that was farther along than this. I mean, we had a lot. My dad, for example, said he thought in 1968 the world was ending. He's just like there were riots everywhere all the time. It was it was just constant. And he goes, we came back from that. And some the the pundit talking about this pointed out that we actually fought a civil war and that didn't tear us apart. You know, so I, I think these things sort of come back to the center again. Yes, the extremes can swing a little bit wider, but um, I, I have a feeling that the energy it takes to be able to do this just dies out after a while. Yeah. And I see it, I see it happening in the public schools. There's just more and more people just bailing on them. Yeah. And these schools are going, well, we got to do this and we got to do that. And people are saying, yeah, I'm out. And, and we're going to, I've said it before. I'll say it again. We are going to wind up with school choice here soon. And the Democrats and the teachers union are going to back it. Yeah. Um, which seems weird, but they're going to realize that the only way to do it is to save some schools. And hopefully these people will choose to go to, you know, at least if they don't, if they, uh, if they let some public schools fail, at least the better performing public schools will get a bunch of the money. You know what I mean? Um, well, yeah, it's all going to be a moot point anyway, when the singularity happens and AI, you know, takes over and decides that we're vermin and uh, wipes us out that'll be the end of it so you know don't worry too much yeah i'm not really worried about that happening <laughs> all right well elon Musk what, I'm, is. what i'm worried about more is which country makes uh super soldiers first like you know uh actual robots you know oh if I... we've got if we've got drone planes it's not going to be long before we have drone soldiers and yeah. uh when people aren't actually dying in wars, when it's just civilians and stuff, that's when you have to worry. So I'm not worried about AI. I'm worried about, uh, like, the AI taking over. I'm worried about the country that perfects soldiers first. All that's right. the part that worries me. All right. Well, on that note, uh, if you want to get in contact with us, what do you do? Facebook. Bread and Circuses Podcast. Pretty much it. Yep. <laughs> Until next time. See you. Bye. Bye.